0: So what did we decide that the recording names or lady's name was? Because I think, I think
1: we said Belinda
0: or like it's something with a Linda. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is Belinda. I think it's Belinda. Belinda back on her BS. I mean, I don't know
1: if I'm like trying to, you know, sneakily record a Zoom. One, that's a huge deterrent. Yes, but also to like, that just feels weird to me. Like, you're being recorded. Like, ah, just like everyone freaks out. I don't like oh. it. I don't know why I don't like it. I just See, uh, I,
0: I just assume I'm always being recorded. I read a lot about the Cold War. Let's just put it that way. I was like, <laughs> okay. My phone gives my GPS coordinates. It pings it back to Google. What is it, like every 15 minutes?
1: Something like that. I don't know back to Apple as well like I guess it's all the social media work that I do that like it's not that I don't think about that stuff I just know that like we willfully sign over so much information just by like not reading terms of service and stuff Mm -hmm. so I it's not again it's not that I don't care it's that I just I kind
0: of can't I think one of my favorite things that I've seen recently is we literally were given a planet that grows food and now we screwed up and I have a credit score. Yeah, no, I mean, like, first of all, you're not wrong. It's like on a
1: weird level, not incorrect. Uh, however, oh, oh you yeah. sorry. It's been, I was going to say it's been a long day. It's 11. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, so, hi, welcome to Unfortunately Required Reading uh today we're talking about things fall apart by chinua achebe
0: which is kind of just the theme of texas right now
1: (laughs) uh you know what no i'm not gonna give texas that much credit really it's the fault of one fucked up man rather than a series of fucked up men so i'm not gonna give texas that much credit uh we just have one very fucked up man I'm just going to go ahead and say that Uh, my political leaning should be a surprise to absolutely
0: no one. If you've listened to this podcast, even once, if you've been on this podcast for less than five minutes, you will probably understand,
1: right? If you've listened to this podcast, literally any other times than just now, our political leanings and or affiliations
0: should not be a shock. All right, so what are we eating and drinking today? Or I guess, what are you eating and drinking? Uh, I'm drinking water
1: because (laughs) I have a sore throat.
0: So we decided we were going to do dealer's choice today because of Absinthe Gate, as as Amanda had noted in the text, which is hysterical to me, because I'm like, I'm sorry, Absinthe Gate. Hey, I don't know. I was toasty. I was happy. I mean, Um, I was toasty and happy, but
1: like, I, I realized that you were correct. Uh, I do say we're never drinking absinthe again as we then proceed to drink absinthe again.
0: It's kind of like Jaeger or any of those drinks. I know somebody who's who's a straight-up Goldschlager where it's like, I'm never doing this again. I feel terrible. It doesn't taste that good. And then you're like, no, we can totally mix that in. It's like, oh. I like Goldschlager as a mixer. I've never had Jaeger. So... Margaret Cho once described it as it being like Wonder Woman's magic lasso. She will tell anybody anything about anything. And um, I concur. I have been given shots of Jaeger before and then proceeded to tell people they were not as attractive as they thought they were. So, anyhow, I don't drink Jaeger. <laughs> Duly noted. Um, I am currently drinking a HEB Diet Coke. We're not sponsored by HEB, but they say not yet
1: a sponsor, not, not yet a sponsor. Um, So yeah, we're drinking dealer's choice because I'm, uh, I'm bad about absence and it just feels right considering that out of all the things that are capricious in the world, that we have one thing that we get to choose ourselves, especially after reading this book where everything is random and out of control and things do indeed fall apart.
0: I would like to start off by apologizing. Y'all know one, I can't pronounce names in any given situation. Um, I'm terrible with my French accent. Usually I can get the Russian out. Uh, These are gonna be some names from Nigeria. So if I screw up, please know it's nothing personal. It's the fact that I can't pronounce things as a general course in life. You do know that you can just ask me, right? That's fair. It's okay.
1: This is my favorite thing about Tori. She says this (laughs) every time, but never once has just asked for assistance. I'm really bad at asking for help. Like, I love it. Because like, even during the French pronunciations and everything, I'm sure I'm butchering this. It's like, you know, at any point in time,
0: you could have just asked me because I do know how to pronounce these names. The funny thing is, sometimes I will literally go in and do those name pronunciation like things for th- that you can do online. Oh, like Jim and, and
1: stuff like that. Yeah. And then
0: I still screw it up. And I'm like, I promise I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody's name. I just am not great at that. it. Oh, and
1: but- aside. So I've learned. So, okay, I did some uh, wax seal stamping before we started recording. And I knew it was like one piece. I knew it was like one piece. I'm sorry that you guys who are audio only can't see this, but like, this is an owl. I knew it was one whole piece. What I did not know
0: is that you can do this. So for those who can't see, separate them, Amanda is unscrewing the handle of a wax seal. I did not know that this can be swapped out. For other And seals? I am upset. Huh? So you can like attach it to other seals?
1: Or you can attach different handles. So I have a bunch of bougie ass handles coming in this week. Oh, you're gonna get fancy. I mean, I'm already using wax seals in 2021. I've done been fancy. So
0: <laughs> I've like, been to be your real. house. Like I let's be real.
1: Fancy. I'm using wax seals in 2021. I've done been fancy. Um for the listeners at home, I will take a photo of my wax seal uh, collection if you'd like. Um, but yeah,
0: so Okonkwo is correct. Okay, cool. Um, you have that one. Good job. Woo-hoo. Is it the Umofia clan? Correct. Yes. Is it? Okay. We're gonna we're gonna hope that I'm gonna do this right, mm-hmm. and then Amanda will correct me correct (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm not trying to put the burden of correcting me on you but it's literally been the burden of black people since existence i know that's why i'm trying (laughs) not to put it on you It has literally been the responsibility of black people since the white man came i feel like i feel like an a-hole white person because i'm like um
1: well no i offered my assistance to you it wasn't and how do you fail this? like you were trying, and I got tired of watching you struggle.
0: It's
1: like me <laughs> which is the most Slytherin daughter.
0: statement that has ever been said. My baby, my baby girl is a Hufflepuff, and I am. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a Slytherin, and uh, watching her do homework because her her school starts next week, and that's actually why we're recording at 11 a.m.s because I'm going to a uh, meet the teacher thing, yes, and uh, very
1: safe during a pandemic.
0: Oh, I'm going to be fully masked up. Everybody, that's this, I like this school because they're like, everybody come in a mask, no exceptions, we're going to be distancing. And I'm like, I still don't want to send her to an actual school, but I don't want her to have a mental breakdown. So.
1: I mean, I'm being snide with you because I know you're being responsible. It's more of just like a general side eye at the rest of existence right now.
0: Oh, my favorite is uh, all these things coming down the pipeline of, you can't require people to wear masks. I'm like, the hell you can't.
1: My other current favorite is uh, the fallout of major events being canceled and like the portrayal of these like celebrities being cowards. Like there was one uh, for the Hella Mega Tour that I was showing you where it's like fucking Weezer, Green Day, and Fallout Boy. So it's our high school years. Um,
0: yeah, I was gonna say that's all familiar. Yeah. High
1: school years, that's still now. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly. And like Fallout Boy said, hey, we're dipping. Like rates are too high. We're not doing this. And everyone's like, since Fallout Boy decided they couldn't come. It's like, no, Fallout Boy said all of y'all got the virus and we're not going to do a giant concert. It feels unethical.
0: What I think is hysterical too right now is all of these big events that are getting canceled out outright. So like a bunch of fan events are getting canceled. A bunch of, of them. concerts are getting canceled. Like. Yes things where people have been complaining for the past year oh my business is gonna go under oh tourism is so low right now I'm like yeah because you refuse to be freaking responsible Mm -hmm. and so no 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 no. you're not gonna put this back on uh, mm, mm, there's mm. a lot going on right now and we're trying not to be angry
1: but uh unfortunately i think we dipped into angry a little while ago just because so much of this shit is preventable Uh it does and it didn't have to be this way and it doesn't have to be this way and we already did this
0: with the flu pandemic at the start of the 1900s none of this is effing new none of it is new we've already
1: gone through this true in lighter news tori would you like a uh a glass of fly, a little serving tray for epoxy made of epoxy resin i would totally love that i love the okay. little trays okay i'm gonna send you the one that i'm looking at and i feel, so
0: feel like i decide. need to like get you a pack of uh tarot cards so you can make like tarot card trays i
1: actually have that on my uh on my favorites list on etsy right now so yes if you want to i'm not going to say no uh For our listeners at home, I started doing UV resin because I am still desperately trying to find ways to fill hashtag the void. (laughs) There's a purple stove and no one told me. Sorry, I keep trying to use consumerism to fill in again. Hashtag the void. Um, (laughs) The void is very loud and very present and only is silence and I'm asleep. Thank you, Trazodone.
0: I'm going to scream into the void, our short story long.
1: By all means, I'm going to keep shopping for uh, unnecessary things because reading this book again, spoiler alert, made me sad.
0: Yeah, I read this in 10th grade. I don't know what they were, no, 9th grade. No, it was 10th, sorry. I don't know what they were trying to destroy. 10th grade. But... <laughs> why, why, why we give kids books that are this depressing this early on anyway
1: my I'm sorry I just need to say my brain stopped after why we give kids books and just I no. laughed too hard
0: I know sorry. why we give kids books I try to uh, I just made or we just had to like basically sit down with my daughter every night so she would read the book holes and now she likes it and I'm like see I told you the warden is badass with poison nails and like kissing Kate Barlow is badass and she's like, and I go, and there's fighting against racism. And she's just like, oh yeah. I mean, I guess it was okay. The and only like, thing I care about in holes is all the burrowing owls. I'm just gonna be honest. Burrowing owls. All right, okay. go short story long. Aconquio okay. is a wealthy warrior who has made it huge, or has made it a big deal in his life to get titles and be as highest as possible in his Umofia clan. So he wants to be like not necessarily the head of the clan but he wants to kind of be that guy everybody's like oh look how magical this guy is he's fabulous he's he's our hero he wants Um, to be the very
1: best like no one ever was
0: yes he you gave me an opening i did and i don't regret it okay good so this is a tribe in nigeria and it's part of a group of nine connected villages so they all kind of travel together if you screw up really bad you get kicked out spoiler anyway yes He absolutely hates his dad. He hates his dad with a fiery passion. His dad died with a bad reputation and was deeply in debt because his dad was like, yeah, everybody worries too much about shit. I'm going to kind of do this and we'll figure it out. Okonkwo is worried that his son Noye is going to end up a lazy failure like his dad. And he is frustrated that his daughter was not born a son as he thinks she would have been much better and make better choices to get a good reputation for the family. Which kind of sucks because yeah, his daughter seems like a badass. Mm-hmm. A neighboring tribe kills someone's wife, so they end up giving Amufia a virgin girl and a fifteen-year-old boy named Ikemefuna. Ikemefuna. Ikemefuna to make up for it. Noia and Ikemefuna become very close. The boy starts referring to Okonkwa as his father, but Okonkwa won't show affection for him because he doesn't want to look weak because this is, you know, somebody else's kid. The tribe enters a period of peace they call the week of peace where people are really nice to each other in honor of the gods so that they will end up having a really strong harvest. And this is a big cultural thing. You don't screw up. You don't hit your neighbor. You don't light things on fire. You are nice to each other. You, you do meals together. You are good. Um, however, Okonkwo gets mad at his youngest wife because she was late coming back from getting her hair braided and, uh, he, and didn't make him food in what he thought was a timely manner. So he beats the crap out of her and he has broken the peace. He goes and he makes sacrifices for repentance, but his entire community is shocked and pissed off because this is a really big deal. Mm Ikemenifuna becomes a really big part of the family. So he's becoming more and more. Involved. He's a great influence on Oye. Locusts come to the city and they are sent something like every seven years before disappearing for an entire generation. Oh, sorry, they come every seven years, mm-hmm. or every year for seven years, rather. So basically, you can look forward to these locusts coming. You get to cook them, they're evidently good eaten. I don't understand, but then they disappear for like an entire generation. So this is like a one, this is kind of like the cicadas that we have on the east coast. Um, also apparently decent for eating which i'm sorry i was sitting there thinking about that video on tiktok where that guy had a plate full of cicadas and then poured cheese over the top of them and the guy comes back and goes no <laughs> i <laughs> like, mean <laughs> to be very honest
1: i'm not gonna judge anyone uh the only part of the cicada eating thing that i didn't like Where the people that were like, we're going to eat the cicadas that have the butt falling off zombie fungus. Oh, no, thank you. Because it's a similar fungus to like the kind that gets you high. So people were trying to get
0: high off the cicada butt fungus. You know what I think is fascinating? People will do anything to try to get high.
1: It has been the human condition since all of existence. Also, to echo words that my boss said over the weekend. Or over the week, holy shit, you're smart. I disagree with her entirely. I just
0: know too many things. <laughs> That's what I laugh. So you and I read a lot, and too much, too much. There are actually studies of correlations of people being more depressed for the more they read. And first of all, good. Second, <laughs> um. Anyway, so ezidu a village elder tells okonkwo that the oracle has called him to kill his basically his adopted son Mm -hmm. not okonkwo himself he tells him not to get involved with the boy's death because the boy's calling him father so okonkwo ends up telling this kid that they're going to take him back to his original village and the kid's like no no, i'm okay like i kind of want to stay no one is happy about it the boy uh-huh. starts thinking about his mother while they walk for several hours. And uh-huh. then the men of the clan attack the boy with machetes. And so he doesn't look weak. Okonkwo joins in. Noi figures out pretty quickly that his friend is dead and he is not happy about it. Okonkwo ends up getting very depressed because, yeah, you just killed your adopted son. Uh-huh. Um, he goes to visit a friend and feels a little bit better. Then the daughter he actually likes, um, Azinma, falls ill. There's a whole interesting passage about how they believe that she is the same child that keeps being cycled through multiple pregnancies because um, the young girl child keeps dying for this one mom. Um, it's actually culturally fascinating. So Okonkwo gets the little girl medicine and she actually gets better. Um, Izidu, the guy who basically came and said, "Yeah, we got to kill your son," he dies, and this news is announced by playing the Ikwu Ikwi. Akonquo feels guilty because the last time he talked to this guy, the man was like, don't take part in your adopted kid's death. This funeral is huge. Everyone gets blasted. They beat drums. The men fire guns and Akonko's gun explodes and kills one of this guy's kids. Mm-hmm. As the death is accidental, it's considered a female crime. Thanks a lot. And Akonko and his entire family are forced to go into exile for seven years. He gets all his important items, and the family goes to his mom's village, Babanta. The men from his town destroy everything that was of his old house, including his buildings and animals to cleanse the village.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Akonku's distant family members are really happy to see him. They help him start a new compound of houses. They lend him yams so he can create his own farm. Akonku is upset, but he starts to rebuild his life. They get word in their second year that Abame, another village, was destroyed by white men. So this Uh is where we're gonna start getting into that colonial stuff, y'all. Six missionaries come to Mabanta and they work through an interpreter named Mr. Kiaga. Their leader Uh is a man named Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown goes hard and introduces himself by telling the villagers that they are worshiping false gods and they need to follow his Judeo-Christian God right now. The villagers Uh are like, "Um, okay, hold on though. You worship a Trinity. So can you explain to us how that's not worshiping multiple gods? And Mr. Brown's like, shut up. If you don't follow my ways, it's a bad idea. I was about
1: to to say, like, and the the white man says, shut the fuck up.
0: It's different. Yes. Um, He says, don't follow my ways. Don't antagonize the other villagers. He gets super sick. He's replaced by a guy named Reverend James Smith, who is somehow even more of a dick and super strict. Enoch, one of the converts, takes off a mask of someone who is performing a rite as an earth deity, which is basically the same thing in a um, like society as killing an ancestral spirit. So the group gets really upset, obviously, and they burn Enoch's compound and the church to the ground. This doesn't go well. Obviously people are pissed about the burnt church. The heads of Mumofia agree to meet with the district commissioner. They gather, are arrested, handcuffed and thrown in jail, complete with insults and abuse. Um, I think a lot of this is like, I I go into that whole scene at the beginning of Braveheart where they invite all those people to, all those leaders of the clans to come in and then they kill them all. In this case, they don't kill them, but they throw them in jail and beat the crap out of them. Um, Mm -hmm. The prisoners are finally released. Local clansmen set up a meeting. Five court messengers show up and tell them to knock it off because the white men are upset about it. Clan members create an uprising. A con kills a leader with a machete. The messengers escape a realizes his clan is not willing to go to war he ends up hanging himself the district commissioner hears everyone say they can't touch the body because that's a big sin and so then the district commissioner ends up being like oh this is going to end up being a really cool set of paragraphs for my book the end
1: uh sorry why do
0: your people ruin everything <laughs> I don't know. So I was just cracking up because um, I don't, I've done this one to Amanda a lot, but if y'all have ever seen that show, New Girl, where the one guy shows up and he goes, yeah, I'm just looking for so-and-so. And And this little kid goes, a white man broke in today. And he goes, a white man, no. He goes, well, what does security do about it? The kid goes, nothing. And he goes, typical. And he like kicks something. Learning this with Amanda, true. that is this my is internal true. response
1: a lot of the time now. What? Very much, very much so. And there's a part of me uh, that like very much appreciates it, but also was kind of afraid. <laughs> like, it's like okay, calm down. We're fine. We're capable of taking care of ourselves. Most of us are. Except told, for in the parts where we're not.
0: <laughs> I told my husband the other day, I go, you've never really seen me mad. I go, you've seen me angry to the point of screaming twice mm-hmm. we've been together for like six years i go but you've never seen me black outrage burn it to the ground everything is over it's done and he goes no and i i don't want to and i go yeah no because that's when my brain shuts off and is no longer thinking about future stuff
1: yeah um hey tori i don't mean to interrupt but um so i'm on Etsy looking for looking at um wax seal stuff and like resin mold because of course i am did you find another penis stamp i think this one's better uh so i came across the title eurasian magpie with boobs and i was like (laughs) that can't be real that can't be an actual thing i promise you it is a eurasian magpie with boobs
0: so you're gonna send me that link so i can put it in our show notes right already sent yes okay (laughs) It's already in your inbox.
1: There's also a pigeon with boobs. Apparently, this is a thing that this person does. It's See, just was... a lot of birds with boobs. There's
0: a tufted titmouse with boobs. I was already like into that one guy with all the birds with all the angry statements. Oh, Ethan Birds. I love Ethan Birds. I love Ethan Birds. Yeah, I have,
1: you know what, at first I was really put off by the bird's boobs and now they're kind of charming. Is this what abuse is? <laughs> it's like at first I was, oh, they have pierogi earrings. Yay. It's like at first I was really put off by them and now I've just started to to accept the birds with boobs. <laughs> I hate the internet so much but it's also at this stage just it's a part of our lives and we must accept it uh so yeah let's uh let's talk about some theming because there's a lot of theming unfortunately
0: colonialism is a very very big theme um and seems religion like a massive
1: understatement
0: whew, and religion being a form of a colonization um yes. If y'all ever get a chance, there's an amazing book by a woman um, and it's, she is Jamie, the very worst missionary. She has a blog, but she has a book about doing work in South America and about how she actually started talking to people and saying, so you decided to come to Jesus last night. And they're like, yeah, we do it every year. Every time there's a new missionary. And she's like, oh he goes yeah you guys come and you bring us food and all sorts of stuff so you know we figure we'll play along because we get things that we need so i mean why not right because that's how it works and that was something that was just so kind of striking to me because i mean i grew up in an evangelical church right we were told constantly that our friends who were not evangelical christians so yes that looped in catholics and a bunch of other people too were going to hell and that we needed to convert them mm-hmm. and that we needed to go and spread the word of christ mm-hmm. everywhere right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. and first of all putting that kind of pressure on a six-year-old is a really bad idea y'all
1: I mean, Not I okay to go like total uh anti-establishment putting that kind of pressure on anyone is bad just uh-huh. go ahead and say that like not to be hashtag that person that kind of pressure is really unfortunate on anyone and it's um okay so we're gonna go like really really far back I have this treatise on entitlement uh because that makes me feel special but I think about it a lot when it comes to like slavery and colonialism but like I can't imagine going anywhere and feeling like I can own this land. Because that's never been my experience as a black person. Um, And it inspires almost everything that I do in life. Like I noticed that when I I used to ride the bus, even sitting, I wouldn't take up a lot of space because I already felt like I didn't belong there. And it was always just this weird underlying thing inside of me that I never really put words to. And I think it was visiting Mount Vernon that made me kind of put words to it because Mount Vernon uh, is really doing its best to come to terms with the slavery and stuff like that. I think in a way that a lot of these other historical sites aren't and
0: haven't. And um, if you're not familiar, Mount Vernon is George Washington's house, right? Correct. Okay. Um. Correct. Because especially
1: like, oh my God, Washington gets so much cred for being like this enlightened, like chiller slave slave owner he wasn't like he was also a bad person who profited off of slavery and profited off of owning slaves um and it was visiting they're trying to do like a better burial ground for the slaves a lot of them were just thrown into a hole (laughs) because they're not people they're property so they're really trying to make sure that at least for the bodies that they can dig up and can bury with more respect that they have this beautiful shrine for them and everything. And I think it was there that I realized that it's about entitlement. It's about Western entitlement. It's about this idea that the West somehow feels superior to everyone else in a way that is almost frankly supernatural. Because yeah, I could not imagine wandering into Mexico, kicking over a flag and saying, this is mine now.
0: Well, you see that too all over all over europe mm-hmm. especially when we got into issues with like eastern europe and things like that and mm-hmm. this is something we're going to be talking about with our next book which i won't spoil until the end Ooh. um but it's let's just say it's marge's time to shine um it it's this concept of our way is better than your way mm-hmm. our way does this 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 and this and so mm-hmm. it's efficient and it's it's kind of when we get into the whole race, racism of the whole uh, like ancient aliens kind of stuff where people are like, oh, well, there's no way that these Middle Eastern people or these South American people could have built these giant temples. Or in even all fairness. These, like Angar Wat and stuff. It's like, in
1: it, all fairness, ancient aliens does that with everyone. It yes. feels worse with minority people and First Nations people. But they do that with everyone. Like, I'm not here to scapegoat ancient aliens, but like, especially the examples that they pick, most of them are pretty dodgy. Uh, but others, I can see how if you're, you know, unshaven limpet, that you would be like, this is supernatural. My favorite being um, the Moai statues on Easter Island, where they're like, how do you move these? And there's all these great videos of scientists who reconstruct it, and they just like with a bunch of ropes just waddle them along. And it's my favorite thing on the internet.
0: Well, that's just like, do, 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 do. there's a whole Eddie Izzard sketch about um, Salisbury Plains and Stonehenge, and about how those are Welsh stones, and how they're like, oh, help you move it along, okay, huh? Three hundred miles. I don't even know where I am. I don't even know where I live now. I hope the Christians hurry up and get here. Like, it is for some reason, it's like the funniest thing to me because it's this whole concept of no one could done any quarry work or this. We have lost the ability to make Roman roads. We don't know what they use to make their long lasting roads, as you can see by 35 and- other roads in texas how we choose not to because it's harder but the the whole concept of like there are certain things that were done way better in other times right there are a lot of things that weren't a lot of things that weren't
1: (laughs) yeah i don't have that same uh like rose tint to things like, yeah, there were, like, we can still build Roman roads. It's not efficient to build a Roman road.
0: So here's my thing. I laugh when people say that they would love to go back to the 50s. Like, oh, I love the 50s. I'm like, the 50s were an absolute shit show. Also,
1: I'm Black. I've never said that.
0: I know you've never said that. I am I was raised around white people, obviously. I,
1: like, for, like, for a second, I was like, who the fuck are you referring to? Those are words I've never said. <laughs>
0: What I think is really funny is if you read a lot of materials from people who were raised by people in the 50s, they talk about their moms having complete breakdowns. They talk about um, people having rest cures, which is basically we're going to put you in a mental institution for a week until, you know, you stop saying that you want to do things other than be a mother. Like we had just completed Hiroshima and Nagasaki russia had the bomb technology now everybody had the bomb technology suddenly everybody was panicked that there was going to be a nuclear war still are yeah um not false. constantly engaged in political bullcrap which that's what i think is funny is is people go whoa these are unprecedented times i'm like no friend No, no 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 these times are very precedented these these times have been going on forever in every culture <laughs> like this is not false this
1: is this is not false uh so i think it's interesting to think about colonialism just because i think for so long especially us in the u.s we are talking about how good it is uh so i have a note in here uh there was a huge desire to spread the three c's christianity commerce and uh, civilization as if we needed all of those things like, I, I too have occasionally been known to dip into the myth that like, oh, parts of colonialism were okay, because like, I joke sometimes about like, well, thank you for taking me from my mud hut. Like, it's usually said very facetiously when I say it. I know that there are bad faith actors that would love to put that out of context and make it sound like I'm some kind of like, semi-racist. I'm not. Uh, again, I say I, I say cab way too much. Oh. <laughs> I shout cab way too much but um just this idea that like and i guess this is like an issue that i have with like most white people in general is this like infantilizing desire to help like we don't need this like i had a very long conversation on modern allyship where a lot of it is white women yelling over brown people and increasingly white men white white cishet men yelling over brown people it's like, you're not helping us. You're not helping. We didn't need Christianity. We didn't need civilization. And what the fuck is civilization? I think these people had a civilization. What are you defi- I mean, we know, but like, it's just so upsetting how narrow-minded all of this is. And it's just
0: sad. It's just sad, frankly. Okay reading this book did you think about that guy who was like off the coast of Papua new guinea who was like i'm gonna bring christianity to this tribe even though they told me that no one can go here because they'll kill them and then they shot i was waiting i was waiting
1: for you to mention north to mention north sentinel island because that is my okay i'm already pretty anti-missionary i know shocking both in sex and in practice uh (laughs) what that was brilliant go on thank you you gave me an opening stop giving me openings uh but like here's my favorite thing about that this guy was told over and over again we will murder you if you come closer we will murder you like we are looking you in the eye and saying that if you cross your line we are going to murder you remember that movie cannibal holocaust we're gonna do that movie to you (laughs) And this guy said, I think you still need Jesus. And then like shocked Pikachu face when he was murdered. Like I really, the, the discourse around that story cause you'll still get like Christians who are like and he was a martyr. No, he wasn't. He was an idiot. Cause they told him for a very long time. If you cross your line, we's gonna murder.
0: You are not welcome here. We don't have we a visa system for a reason. Right. It's kind of like when people go to places that are like named Do Not Go There, or <laughs> yeah, anyway, or like or every horror movie. Like,
1: yeah, I was about to say, like, or like, people go to like very, very haunted places and then, like, or honestly, realistically, just every episode of like Ghost Adventures <laughs> where they're like, come at me ghost table goes fly never mind flails away (laughs) like just every fucking episode of ghost adventures where they're like fuck around and find out until the ghost says square up yeah yeah nerd who let me be a nerd
0: uh you you let yourself be a nerd
1: you know i think i did have a slight uh election towards being a nerd based on genetics but you are not false i continue to perpetuate nerddom good <laughs> i'm like yeah positive that's not bad but yeah uh colonialism is bad and the worst part is it's probably worse than any of us thought it was uh there's definitely now some cool uh post-colonial readings of things i actually got uh, shout out to Baron von Cheeseplate, who we talk about being back on the show because he is interested. Yay! Uh, I know. Uh, shout out to Baron von Cheeseplate, who actually bought me a post-colonial astrology.
0: Ooh.
1: Right. So it's trying to diminish as much of the like really native and minority influence from astrology and like how to do it more ethically because all this shit's stolen. Like let's. Oh just yeah. All this oh, shit's yeah. stolen. Uh. If I see one more basic white woman encouraging people to buy white sage, I'm going to slap the shit out of you. I'm just saying, it's actually now like endangered because people keep fucking buying it. We have so many other cleansing herbs that you can use that aren't Palo Santo and that aren't white sage, you goddamn colonizer. Also, I suggest we bring back barking at colonizers. (laughs) That is a Black Panther reference if you guys don't know but I very much would like to resume barking at colonizers.
0: Are you going to start yelling Wakanda forever?
1: I don't want to be that bad, but I'm definitely like reaching the point where I do not want anyone else's input. Like I, I do not want, I would no longer like white people to decide what brown people need. Can I be your white
0: wolf in Wakanda?
1: Absolutely. You're, yes. total, you're totally allowed to hang out completely on my terms though <laughs> <laughs> i will be i get to be the new hoa of society oh god <laughs> uh there was a really really interesting quote that i actually heard listening to crash course before i uh started this episode uh that was by uh Franz Fan- fanon that says oh my body make me a woman or man who always questions and that's something that really struck me when it comes to like colonialism and stuff like that because yeah if you turn any of this at face value it doesn't fucking make sense that a bunch of white people just waltzed in like this mine now that doesn't make any sense i i don't understand it i don't understand it at all uh, screams about colonialism our next sticker <laughs> You
0: yeah, what the funniest thing is we've already kind of covered periods of change from old traditional ways we've already yes. kind of covered ignorance and ethnocentrism <laughs>
1: Uh, we can go a little bit further into ignorance and ethnocentrism just because uh, a lot of people westerners mostly white westerners don't air quotes get this book and that's because of ethnocentrism ethnocentrism is just looking at things strictly from the perspective of your culture Um, it's not usually done inherently but because so many of us just don't know the outside world especially white americans and really white westerners just in general it's really hard to air quotes sometimes get these books and even me as an african-american i don't always air quotes get this book this isn't what i grew up with i don't know people well i know one person i know like one person who like is from africa africa this is completely, this is almost as foreign to me as it is to y'all. But because I'm a student of culture, which means I'm culturally abandoned because I don't know what my culture is because of colonialism. I'm going to make a screams and colonialism sticker. Do it. Uh,
0: I mean, like, white tears is still our most popular sticker. I love that so much.
1: I'm so proud of all of you. I'm so proud of all of you. And it's mostly sold as a water bottle or like a coffee cup, which I think is my favorite part. <laughs> if you guys have a white tears item, I want to see it. Tag us on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, or like even even what, you know what Echeve said, if you want to see it well, you must not stand in one place. Like you can't look at this book just from your lens because otherwise, yeah, it is weird and strange and it doesn't make any sense.
0: And why um, it's so hard for 10th graders in a white, seaside community to understand when there's only one black child in the entire class
1: i mean in all fairness when i first read it in college it was really really hard for me to understand because again this is very culturally like not sound for me i don't know any of this shit. i don't understand any of this i'm more i understand the missionaries more than the igbo because i was raised catholic that's damning I don't, in hindsight, I do not like that. Uh, Okay, do you want to talk about, uh, do you want to talk about the line that I have directly underneath ethnocentrism?
0: Is it the good priest?
1: So the good priest versus the bad. Spoiler, all colonizers are bad. So point Wakanda forever. (laughs) This is what happens
0: when you let Amanda outline I love what Amanda outlines because I'll go through and I'll see stuff. Also, Amanda will always put notes and I crack up nine times out of 10. That's how I learned about Victor Hugo. Running around
1: naked.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Victor Hugo, Victor Hugo with his dick out
1: trying to write.
0: I'm going to do a barrier scene right now. No one will cross. My dick will be the barrier. Anyway. I don't like that because that feels like what he
1: would say. Right i don't um, like that what do you put your dick away
0: what's funny in this book too is and we kind of cover this when we were talking up at the top but the good priest even comes in and is like the quote-unquote good priest rather comes in and is like yeah no you guys need to follow this right now otherwise you're stupid also like don't antagonize everybody else but yeah and then the other priest comes in and he's just stricter and it's like the same thing just one of them is more openly dickish but they're both telling them the exact same thing
1: Not false i mean i i do like that we've approached this from all colonialism is bad because it is uh all of it's bad none of it is good and i'm not going to sit here and pretend like any of it has value uh because you will get that take occasionally where it's like no secretly good it's okay see everything turned out fine and then i just again screams and (laughs) screams in colonialism like no 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 we do not want this we do not want you here why is this happening uh okay so uh two culture perspectives of course that unfortunately uh, the West is the best, which is not always true, and that the Igbo are wrong and deviant. I know one of the big issues was like polygamy and stuff like that in the book and in the actual uh, colonial system, which is amazing. Out of all the cheating shit Christians do,
0: polygamy by Africans is a hashtag bad. And I mean, we're not saying Okonkwo had it right, we're not saying he was a good person. No. <laughs>
1: Not no, none of this is an endorsement of a conquo. Yeah, a, con, a con unfortunately kind Unfortunately, of required a reading. Unfortunately, required reading is strongly anti-oconquo in some of his decisions. A lot of his decisions. 95% of his decisions. But that's not because of racism. That's just because i Toxic found got
0: masculinity ruins the party again. That's why.
1: I found a wine bottle uh resin
0: mold. Uh-oh. You're
1: going to go broke on me.
0: Oh no. There's a lot
1: of there's a lot of Disney ones too. Oh no. Yeah, you're going to go broke on me. I love it. Uh so I love Disney is also a form of
0: colonialism just so y'all know.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, capitalism is the best form of colonialism. Let's just let's just level that right now. Every culture is colonialism the fact that you can go anywhere and people recognize mcdonald's and disney that's colonialism when hideo kojima said that english is a virus he wasn't just being a stuck-up dickwad he was correct
0: i just lost half of our audience (laughs) also learning more than one language is very helpful it also helps you get inside jokes
1: yes absolutely uh So the title is actually a quote from the second coming by W.B. Yeats uh,
0: which I think is lovely. Yeats. You're going to yeet people off a building.
1: (laughs) I know it's (laughs) Yeats, but I wanted to say Yeats. Leave me
0: alone. Okay. Um, I wanted to say Yeats. (laughs) We'll include a link to the full poem, obviously. Yes. And
1: then uh, Red and tooth and claw is from Tennyson. Uh, So there's a cool mix of like African and European text. Mm, Almost like a colonialism happened.
0: A colonial. Oh my gosh. I need you to make a shirt that says a wild colonialism appears. It's super ineffective. I mean, it's super effective, unfortunately. How many Pokemon references did we make in this episode so far? It's been a lot. This is two.
1: (laughs) Uh... Okay, we get to talk about one of our favorite things, which is misogyny. <laughs> and we don't f- like misogyny. We like talking about misogyny. We are not pro-misogyny. Shocking, I know.
0: So obviously we've already kind of talked about him beating the crap out of his wife during a week of peace. Yes. Um, which
1: I, which I, I'm sorry, I love is bad. Not for the beating of the wife, but that it happened during the week of peace. Right? No one has an issue with the beating <sighs> of the wife. They have an issue with you did it during the wrong time. If only you had waited to do the wife beating. Screams.
0: <laughs> Screams in a conquo anger. Um so One of the notes you have in here as well is that Okonko is a wrestler and he's used to using violence to achieve things. Correct. Uh,
1: He is used to a very like masculine, very heteronormative version of strength. One of the things that I think is most interesting is that like he really can't stand his dad. Even like his dad sounds like a really chill, cool guy. He's just drinking palm wine and reciting poetry and just hanging. Yeah. He sounds like a nice guy. I don't really, I mean, I don't, because that's also what I'm doing, but like, (laughs) I don't because hashtag same. But like,
0: yes. We have all these conversations about like him killing his adoptive son or participating in it because he doesn't want to look weak, even though it like sends him into a depression spiral. Um, being a just so awful to his own children and then complaining that his daughter is a better son than his son I mean Mm -hmm. yeah she was a lot more capable but that's also like geez dude like maybe teach him some lessons don't just tell him he's a wuss you know
1: but I mean but like honestly
0: like that's such
1: like black culture with children anyways Like, especially here in the US, I guess like that's something that we took over from the motherland. It's like, that's a very like black and minority culture when it comes to boys. Is it like, if they, if they deviate from the path at all, it's like, fuck them. Like you can't, you will never get it. You will never understand you're worthless. And they just give up, but then they keep getting mad about you not being right. Uh, they do it with women sometimes too hence why i am constantly trying to fill the void with capitalism anyways uh there's a lot of misogyny that a conquo does is actually separate from the igbo the igbo were not that misogynistic i have to like put five caveats on that for the time they were definitely patriarchal and there was definitely still misogyny there is no misogyny less existence uh which is unfortunate but um he is said to rule his home with a heavy hand uh he makes a line about how roaring fire begets impotent ash which i always thought was very very powerful uh we commented on the female murder that of course a female murder is the one that happens by accident and tori would you like to read the note i have underneath that
0: nah fam these hands aren't an accident (laughs)
1: like i'm sorry nah i'm beating the fuck out of you this is intentional This is what happens when I do a bunch of notes before Tori comes back, is that she gets to find all these delightful things. Which Uh, makes me crack up.
0: Do you want to briefly talk about the Igbo? Sure. Um, They are now in the area of Africa known as Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Um, And now as in that's the name for it, they didn't like relocate. Yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, like a lot of cultures, um, borders are a human concept. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get lucky and you have a river or something to divide an area, mm-hmm. but names change, mm-hmm. um, rivers move, things uh, fall apart. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Anyway, you have a note in here. One, go find a documentary. Fabulous. I do. Um,
1: like I, I was gonna do more in depth, and then one, I fell in a rabbit hole, and then two, uh, we're neither uh, Igbo right and it feels insincere to like preach to you guys a bunch of things about the igbo especially because there are resources now
0: which is interesting too because you have a note in here about them giving us the concept of voodoo which yes i have this book right now in front of me which is amazing um it's By Lilith Dorsey, it's called Orishas, Goddesses, and Voodoo Queens, The Divine Feminine in the African Religious Traditions. Yeah. Um, Lilith Dorsey is a uh, person of color and very into Afro-Caribbean spirituality. Uh Definitely recommend. It's very intelligently done. Um, It's very, it clarifies a lot of things for, for people who may come in and be like, oh, well, you know, this is all a religion where you murder chickens and do this kind of thing that's like no there's a lot of spiritual practice and in, in it it's not like not false we're going to create a voodoo doll and ruin your life like you know a lot of tourism in new orleans will tell you but um but there is some of that there is some of that but it's not all hexes and curses it's a legitimate religious practice this is true so yeah absolutely uh
1: well what we'll do is we'll probably both do a little bit of more research on this and we'll continue to update the uh resources section just because yeah it didn't feel like there was a way that we could do this appropriately especially like, in the time period that we had and then also that yeah it just wasn't like gonna be a gross overstatement like here's this tribe that has like all of this history and here we are just two flailing Westerners doing our best.
0: Yeah. With two weeks to read a novel and do research.
1: So while having full-time
0: yeah. jobs and yeah. volunteer gigs and, yeah,
1: and too many other things to do, um,
0: <laughs> resin work, <laughs>
1: scream, uh, do you want to talk about Chinoa Achebe?
0: Okay. Chinoa Achebe was born November 16th, 1930 under the name Albert Minalumongo Achebe Achebe um, his dad was an evangel evangelicalist, evangelist, whatever. I can barely talk and I didn't write it right. Evangelist? Evangelist. Hi. Um, and a teacher, his name was Isaiah Akafo Achebe. His mm-hmm. mom was Janet. I'm not gonna even Ananache. Anayche. Anayche Igor mm-hmm. she was the daughter of a blacksmith from the Akawa tribe in Nigeria. Um, she was leader with women in the church and a vegetable farmer. Um, mm-hmm. He was born in part of Nigeria that was under the control of Britain at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents were converts of the Protestant Church Mission Society, aka CMS. Mm-hmm. Isaiah completely stopped practicing the religion of his ancestors. He was still respectful to the traditions, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chindua's name means God is fighting on my behalf. It was intended to be a prayer of protection. He had five other surviving brothers and sisters mm-hmm. surviving. Let's just emphasize that. Mm-hmm. um storytelling was a huge part of his cultural tradition his mom and sister told him many stories when they were kids and that actually is mentioned in the book like about noye listening to the stories from his mom mother um mm-hmm. cre- continued to create some traditional practices of his tribe and his novels and stories so he took that culture and made sure to include it in his books mm-hmm. in 1936 he went to College at St. Philip's. Oh, sorry. He went to school at St. Philip Central School. He was quickly moved to higher classes because he was found to be extremely intelligent.
1: Mm-hmm. He evidently
0: was a great reader and had the best handwriting in his class, which I know I didn't. So, well done, sir. Uh, I, t- I tip my wig to you. The University of Ibadan, which was the first, was at the time the f- universe, like first university in Nigeria, was the first. Act, like in the entire country mm-hmm. um it was an offshoot of the university of london hb came in as a major scholar in the first class so he was part of like the the ogs mm-hmm. and he was given a scholarship due to study medicine um he read a lot of european literature and was really critical of it as he said they didn't know what they were talking about when it came to africans which is fair um mm-hmm. he ended up giving up medicine changed his degree to english history and theology He began writing books in college and started to focus on Mm -hmm. comparative religion between Africa and Christian history, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. Ajebe completed his degree, but got the second highest class level. He was really surprised not to get the highest. um, So he wasn't really sure what he was going to do for work because you really didn't have a lot of options if you didn't have the highest. He ended up taking an English teaching position. He loved his students doing original work and reading as much as possible. Uh And because they didn't have access to newspapers easily, he brought his own from home for them to read. Uh He was there for about four months, and then he moved to Lagos to work for the Nigerian Broadcasting Service. This helped him in the future, especially creating realistic dialogue, which he definitely does in his stories. Yes. He met a bunch of migrants and got very involved in politics. He was writing while living in Lagos. The um, title, obviously, as we said, for, of this book is from The Second Coming by W.B. Yeats. Um, he sent his only copy of his handwritten manuscript for the novel to a typing mm-hmm. firm in London. But after months and months, he didn't hear anything back. He mm-hmm. freaked out. And he's like, oh, my God, they lost it. Um, he called them and they ended up quickly typing it up and sending it back to him. Evidently, they had left it in a corner. Um Achebe admitted that if Sorry. the novel had truly been lost, he probably would have given up on it entirely, which mm-hmm. is kind of sad. Like this was his one shot. And I, I feel like there was a <laughs> God and his ancestors were watching out for this. Yes. Um, so he was sending his novel out. It didn't get a whole lot of, of traction. He ended up sending it to somebody who finally saw its merit. And it was published by a firm called Heinemann. Um, it was extremely well-received. The same year he published Things Fall Apart, he began to date a woman named Christina Chinewe, um, or Christy Okoli, and they dated for a few years and married in 1961. They had a daughter named Chanelo, a son named Ikechu, and a boy named Chidi. Chidi, I know, because of uh, the good place. Um, I only hate
1: you for that a little bit.
0: He ended up winning a fellowship from UNESCO, which allowed him to meet writers, Ralph Ellison and Arthur Miller, which we've talked about extensively Mm -hmm. on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Achebe's home was bombed during the Nigerian Biafra war, but thankfully Mm -hmm. no one was home during the bombing. Um, He and his family made several narrow escapes during the war. He did end up losing a family member in the conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, He hated, absolutely hated the book. Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. He called Conrad a bloody racist and he still got a ton of flack for it, even though it's accurate. Um, Yeah,
1: it's entirely accurate. And I, mm, sometimes occasionally when people of color say something about someone, it gets misconstrued. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this. I am of course assuming that most of us are good faith actors, but if we say it, uh, let us have this. Sort of like okay, so Tori, you watched the video that I sent you on the magical minority,
0: right? I did not finish it. No, it's fine. It, it just gets
1: sadder. <laughs> it just gets sadder. So I sent Tori a, a video about the magical minority, and we'll see the magical negro, uh, which we will link in show notes mm-hmm. because it. I think it's mandatory viewing for everyone. I do. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Everyone needs to read mastering emotions, which is about emotional deception and tactics during slavery, and everyone needs to see this video on the magical negro. Um, but when people like when people of color started saying this stuff it got a lot of flack from white people because it made their comfy narratives about chill white folk uh less comfy
0: and i mean nobody wants to think that their ancestors or themselves are doing something inherently wrong i'm going to be 100 percent open about that and that's mm-hmm. why there is so much pushback when a person of color says hey guys, this is fucked up. What can we do to fix it? Mm -hmm. And when you have been benefiting from a particular system for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, which I know I have, you're like, wait a minute, I didn't do anything wrong. You know, I'm just following the rules and doing what I'm supposed to do. And then you're like, oh, you start doing the research. You start talking to people. You start Mm -hmm. listening to actually listening to people discuss their experiences Mm -hmm. and not just waiting for a term to speak. Um, Absolutely. And I think that's, I think honestly, that's the biggest thing is that uh,
1: is understanding that like the damage is already done. The only thing that, that all of us can do, mostly white people can do is to figure out how to minimize that damage. Like, um, I don't know if you follow uh, the organization that John and Hank Green do, but it's the organization to help end world suck, like make the world less sucky. It's already, the world already sucks. My goal is to just, I don't wanna add more to it. That's usually how I approach life. I don't want to add to the pile. Pile's already there, pile done been there. (laughs) I don't wanna make it worse.
0: But how do we take things off the pile is is really, I think where we're going with this, right?
1: I don't think we can. I think we have to burn the motherfucker down. Like, Like we can't undo slavery. Um, John Actually, John Oliver talks a lot about reparations in his most recent video, uh, which also is mandatory watching now. I don't make the rules. But fixing that wealth gap is a great way to start addressing it. Uh, reparations, both financial and of land. Um, I frankly think that teaching slavery as plainly as we can, which we still don't, is important. I think teaching privilege and optics are great, but I honestly don't think that we can diminish the pile. I think we'd have to burn the whole fucking thing down. So I would rather just not add to it. At this stage, I think it's like the national debt. We're not going to reach zero. <laughs> we're not going to have a we're not going to have a national debt of zero. But we can stop throwing money at it. Uh, which actually brings me to my favorite. Uh, schoolhouse rock video which is tyrannosaurus debt and then talks about the national debt as a giant monster that you feed money (laughs) it's one of my favorite
0: schoolhouse rock videos which are all available on disney plus putting notes in here (laughs) it's fine um so Achebe actually only passed away in 2014 so while most of us have been alive um, mm-hmm. after a short illness but he ended mm-hmm. up publishing before that um, a book called there was a country a personal mm-hmm. history of biafra for biafra because mm-hmm. all i know is jello biafra from wesley willis anyway none we're not going into there <laughs> no we're not um, <laughs> no we are not okay so we've talked about this part a little bit did you have to read this in school
1: i did during dr Keyes's. uh introduction into sociology course and i was in college and i hated this book uh i think i can definitely see the themes better i still don't know if i'm crazy about the book just because it is kind of a hard read but i definitely feel less harsh about it
0: as i said 10th grade english in a mostly white suburban classroom Mm-hmm. In California, with uh, one black student. So, I'm sorry. Can we? I like. I would like go to go back and hug Tasha and be like, "I am so sorry. I am so so sorry."
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, we need to decide. So we've asked, so we have two ideas right now for charity things. Do we want to buy a toy for Ophelia the possum, and or? do we want to donate to the local point pleasant food bank in the name of mothman
0: i want to do both okay <laughs>
1: we can how about we each do like a 20 25 thing okay i'll take mothman you can take ophelia
0: fabulous we'll do okay. it okay
1: so we're gonna donate ophelia is a possum who lives at animal wonders in montana uh ophelia is a disabled possum which is why she lives at animal wonders i i've shown victoria ophelia multiple times and the most recent time Tori said I will die for this snoot (laughs) yes so uh and of course Mothman is a a thick ass creature who lives in Point Pleasant
0: I love all the stupid bumper stickers that are out there that I can't put on my car because I live in conservative Texas but (laughs) yes you can
1: (laughs) coward (laughs) totally um (laughs) Okay, real talk. I did send you my wish, my uh my favorites on Etsy. There is several Mothman molds on there. Excellent. So, okay, I'm gonna go find the Animal Wonders wish list so you can buy a toy for Ophelia. But uh that actually seems from an earlier episode where people were asked to stop uh sending
0: putting beans around
1: <laughs> around the statue of Mothman.
0: I can't okay, so. Um, I can't tell you how many pictures I've seen on the internet of people just like going right up to Mothman's butt because that is mm-hmm. that is a thick bedonkadonk on this this statue of Mothman and like, like no reason to be they didn't have to go that hard and I don't know why they did and the, just they just like they, Phil they, Collins
1: they... for the Tarzan soundtrack yes
0: Elton John for Road to El Dorado oh, like man. I love Road for El Dorado even though it's entirely about colonization
1: okay <laughs> Sorry, immediately there is a 10th core cat bed for indoor cats. It is listed for Ophelia that
0: she is in crazy need of. Oh, I think that's what I'm getting Then
1: It's yes. Okay. And it has a little bobble toy so she can engage with it. I want to and send it
0: has her a- that and grapes, <laughs> but I'll let them buy the grapes.
1: And it, and it has a coupon. It has a coupon. So it's, yes. it's cost effective. All right. So see, we're doing the charity with our big podcast. <laughs> oh my god we're wonderful i was gonna say we're terrible we're not we're, we're agents of chaos but we're good agents of chaos uh we have some resources for you uh crash course has a great two-parter on this
0: uh writing it down so i put them all in when i get from back to school night thug notes also has a really really good one on this one uh there's spark notes
1: there's the wikipedia entry on Chino Achebe. And then all the other things we mentioned will be in the show notes. Woohoo! Tori, would you like to tell our readers what we're doing next? That is not with Baron von plate? Maybe we can actually rope him in uh, in September.
0: I hope so. That would Yeet. be fun. All right. Um, <laughs> W B Yeet.
1: <laughs> I love that you look- I love that you looked at me. <laughs> I made that mistake. And then promptly was, nah, son, I made a
0: choice. <laughs> anyway, our next book is All Quiet on the Western Front by Eric Marquet. Um, this book was actually written right after World War One, and then promptly burned in Nazi fire piles in World War II. But we'll go more into that and the fact that uh, this was one of the only books I didn't absolutely hate in high school. So let's see if I... Uh... Don't hate it now. I have a question. Yes. Is Mothman dead or alive? Nobody knows.
1: Okay, because for the, for the food bank of New Jersey, you can do in honor or in memory. New Jersey or Point Pleasant? Point Pleasant's in New Jersey. No, it's not. It's in West Virginia. It says it was in Where is fucking... <clears throat> Where is anything? I'll continue to Google it. <laughs> oh, St. Gregory's pantry Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey. That's also still New Jersey. Where is West Virginia? I don't know what a map is. Anyways, is he dead or alive? I'm gonna say in honor of. You
0: can still do it in honor of. Okay, he's just uh or it. I don't know. Why do we? Yeah, why do we gender? Why do we gender Mothman?
1: Is he could be a chill female. I mean, we still do, we did the same thing with Bigfoot too. I mean, not false at all. Uh, I'm excited to read *All Quiet to the Western Front*. I have not read this since I was really? in high school.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I was like high school. That makes sense. I was like,
1: I read it. I, read I, I, I have <laughs> read it, uh, but I have not read it since I was in high school, and I don't recall liking it. Um, I, I just, also don't recall liking high
0: school. <laughs> we had an amazing teacher named Mr. Cutler when I was in tenth grade. I've told you guys about him before, with the lime green and the fire engine red pants, and being mm-hmm. on the Olympic, like gold medal winning team for rowing at some point in time, Mm -hmm. he was obsessed with world war one, world war two. We were kind of like, eh, he's like enough people have covered this, but world war one, he broke us up into groups of countries and made us determine why it wasn't our fault that the war started. And I was in the Russia group. And I feel like that between that and my dad traveling in Moscow a lot when I was a kid, this has unfortunately started my obsession. Um, but anyway, I'm very excited to read this book. Um, we're going to talk about how shitty World War One was. Um, also, yeah, yeah, it's uh,
1: time to shine. <laughs> did, oh, did you watch that documentary on uh, Kaiser Wilhelm?
0: Not yet. I want to watch it. It's so, okay. You have homework after this. It's so fucking I good. Wanted to watch it while I was at work. And then I'm like, I'm going to get in trouble if I watch this at work. So I also feel like you're going to do
1: some shouting. So probably there will be, there will likely be some screeching of uh, because that's just how it works. Okay. Uh, Tori, where can the good people find us?
0: We are all over social media. We are on unfortunately required reading on Facebook. Unfortunately are on Twitter. Unfortunately required on Instagram. Unfortunately mm-hmm. required reading.com. And if you just mm-hmm. want to en- English us, if you just want to email us, you can do that at Unfortunately at gmail.com or our website. I'm sorry, did
1: you just say if you want to English, English us. us?
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't, I'm Scottish. I don't want anybody to English us. Um, this is true. So uh, also, we have our website, which is Unfortunately if you just want mm-hmm. to go to one place and make it easy. So. Mm-hmm. Uh
1: this is the part where we thank our uh patrons. Uh it is with your assistance that we are allowed to one make these charitable donations and two uh continue to keep the lights on both metaphorically and literally. Uh we greatly appreciate your assistance. If you'd like to join them in their hallowed ranks, feel free to visit www.anchor.fm slash unfortunately required reading. Because we had to make it the longest title possible. <laughs> yes. Yes uh guys the pandemic is not over just because you're over it uh continue to wear a mask if you are not vaccinated you literally have no fucking excuse uh stay safe and uh go read a book